<laughs> Boys, I'm going to sit back and really enjoy this, okay? to another episode of A-Sides. Well, Andrew, here we are, finally. Yeah. It feels like it's been forever since we've actually done one of these episodes. Although, I don't... What was the last one we did? Oh, the Pantera one. Yeah, we did one, what, like a month ago, so it's been a while. And then it was a month before that one. No, it was like two months before that one. Well, we were overdue. Yeah, definitely. And I was overdue for this beer today, so... How have you been? Uh, been hanging in there. Um, I've been traveling like you. That's good. I'm super glad to not be busy anymore. So you've been like, I have some good traveling stories, right? <sighs> always. Always. Nice segue. Andy knew there was a story I needed to tell him, and I was like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. Hold on. Let's hit record. So we're down in Nashville with some friends, and so it's like three couples, right? So it's me, Denny, John. Yeah. Joanne, Nicole, Courtney. Yeah, so I think so, it was like guys in one car, girls in another. Yeah, right? so you've already been fed half the story, I take uh, it. No, like only that part. Oh, okay. Yeah, for some reason, this is like we were downtown on the on Broadway there, and we were, you know, having a good time and whatever, and made our way up. We walked all the way up to some other brewery. I, I can't even remember the name of it. It seems like we went to so many. I've been to so many different fucking breweries, it seems like, in the last month that... I'm just, I barely remember the ones I went yeah. to just this last weekend. But anyhow, we, for some reason, decided, well, we weren't going to get everybody in one Uber, so fuck it, we'll get two Ubers, guys and girls. So the guy's going one, girl's going the other. So we get this guy, and he was, I would say, if I'm remembering correctly, 55, 60 years old is where I'd probably put him age-wise. Mm-hmm. Kind of the short black dude, you know. <laughs> and... Kind of a little heavy set, but I don't know why I'm describing his his features. But um, trying to visualize, I'm just trying to give you the visual. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and seems like a real you know nice guy, whatever. And we get going down the road, and I at some point I don't remember how it got brought up, and I don't know. Maybe Denny would remember this more than I do, but I think maybe I just was like talking shit, like. Yeah, I got in trouble with my wife. You know, she's pissed off at me, so the ladies all took a separate Uber, which wasn't the case at all. Yeah. It was just like, whatever. We just did it that way yeah. because, you know, we were probably all tired of our significant others <laughs> by that point. Not really. So I just made some wisecrack like that, and out of nowhere, this dude just goes, well, you know what you got to do, right? I'm like, what's that? He goes, you got to give her that dick. <laughs> So we all just started, like, basically everyone's reaction's like that. I'm maybe laughing the least, because I'm like, you know, I'm laughing, but I'm like, well, fuck, okay. I got to roll with this, I, you know. I'm, I'm basically wanting to keep this guy going, and he did. Like, he didn't let up. I don't even know what the fuck came out of my mouth beyond that point. 
And I barely know what came out of his mouth at that point because it was so ridiculous. We were all laughing so fucking hard, and he's just like, you got to you gotta get that butt. You got to, you know, get in that ass, like, just saying stuff like that, just nonstop. And he's fucking cracking up, like, you know, like yeah. kicking and bouncing in the seat. And, ah, uh, dude, it was just crazy. <laughs> so the funny part about it, though, was so we get to this cocktail bar that we were all meeting at, and we get out of the car, and we are fucking all dying laughing. And Courtney is just looking at me like, what the fuck did you do? Is apologizing on our behalf, like, to the driver. Like, we were the fucked up degenerates or something. And this guy was, all the fucked up shit was coming out of his mouth. I don't think any of us said anything. I think we just fucking laughed. Like, I wanted to say something, but this guy was way funnier than me and just fucking out of control, you know? Like, he didn't give a fuck. It was hilarious. I mean, it was just like, you know kind of had to be there although i mean just that first you got to give her that dick like everybody i told that story they're like what and they started you know, laughing just like you did because you don't expect it out of nowhere yeah. in fact i told the story when we were up in tinley park the other day to a uber driver this younger kid and i kind of felt him out at first like i'm obviously not going to just tell that story to everybody yeah. you know but you know i could tell he was cool so then like Somehow it got brought up and I told the story and he was just fucking rolling. He's like, <laughs> you know, he ain't saying much because I wasn't like telling it to him, but I'm telling it to Brian mm. and Aaron and we're talking about it. And I kind of look up in the mirror and this this kid's just fucking laughing, just like he can't believe it either, you know. So it was pretty funny, but. So did you tip that guy pretty oh, good? Oh, yeah. Or don't you like I tip him after? You know, I, I wasn't the one who got the Uber, but I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, Actually, I don't, yeah, I don't remember who got that. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just funny that Courtney was, like, apologizing on our behalf. Like, oh, I don't know what they did, but I am so sorry. I'm, like, <laughs> laughing. I'm, like, no, nah, you have no fucking idea, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, good times. So there's a little story that has nothing to do with anything. But Hey, well, that's what we do best, I think. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to bring something else up that was off the topic before we get into the topic at hand because you know we've already not really argued about it but <laughs> we've already had that disagreement oh. so the new guns and roses song this is obviously right. like you know i mean it's pretty pretty big deal first new song and how yeah. many years especially with duff and slash in the mix and everything you know as close to a fully reunited guns and so roses so there'd be like yeah. 30 years in in those terms, I guess, from right. Use Your Illusion, because like Spaghetti Incident, spaghetti incident was yeah. covers. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I've always been, I've always felt like I was like the outsider for liking the Spaghetti Incident. I was always like, why is the Spaghetti Incident not cool? Like, well, I'm kind of like an to, outsider for kind of liking Chinese democracy a little bit. I don't mind that. I, oh, honestly, okay. like, when I first heard it, I was just like, ah, what the fuck? Like, yeah, some of that stuff was hard to swallow, but... I heard early on, I heard like some demo versions. Like, yeah. by the time I had pretty much the whole, like a bootlegged copy on CD. And by the time it actually came out, it was quite a bit different, like a lot different. And by the, so by the time I bought the vinyl just to buy it when it came out, I think like Best Buy was doing, I think it was an exclusive deal where you could only get like the vinyl through Best Buy at the time. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you're right, because then they had so many copies left over that I, I swear, I think one of my friends, 
he bought it for like 99 cents or something like a couple of years later or or something dirt maybe not 99 cents but something totally dirt cheap right. like that just cuz they were trying to liquidate them all or whatever yeah i believe it because yeah i think they expected that to sell a hell of a lot more than it did but i don't hate that it's just people are going to kind of turn their nose up to calling that guns and roses <clears throat> but to me the new song is more in the vein of the original Guns N' Roses in the sense that it's like a punk song. So it's it's yeah. like the logical next step right off the spaghetti incident. And a lot of people, I know, like, I po- made that post on Facebook about, hey, I don't give a fuck what you think. I like it. Which was the reason why I don't really give a fuck what anyone thinks. And, like, yeah. when people were res- responding to all this shit, I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm telling you that it's cool and... Fuck off. I don't know. You yeah. know, not really fuck off because I know you have a differing opinion and everything, but I don't know what people want. I think that if they got something that sounded like Guns N' Roses trying to sound like Appetite for Destruction, they would bitch that, oh, well, all they did was try to sound like their first record because that was the yeah. most successful. They didn't even try to do anything new. Or, like, people are going to bitch no matter what yeah. it is. You've lived with Appetite for Destruction for nearly four, like 30 five years now i'm bad at math and my brain's fried from dealing with numbers all day you know so. what you just made me think of something like sorry to because no, you fine. were trying to make a point but i thought of something and in my head yeah like how you're saying oh those people expect something i guess i was expecting maybe something like slash because i like slash's solo stuff but i guess it really wouldn't sound like that because slash is still doing his solo stuff so I think the actual band Guns N' Roses is still Axel's thing, right? So it's going right. to sound like what Axel wants, not what Slash wants. Right. Well, and I don't know. I'm sure that they all had some kind of influence in that. I mean, Duff brings a lot of the punk influence in there and yeah. stuff, you know? And I think it's a very punk song. So <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised to find out that he had more of a hand in writing it than anyone else. Yeah. But, you know, one thing that I was thinking about was a, one thing I kept hearing from people was people bitching about how he was singing. And when I was yeah, talking... Yeah, that was me, guilty. Yeah, you uh, did. A lot of people... At I least saw the a lot vocal of, effects or something. <clears throat> yeah, I saw yeah. a lot of people saying that online and stuff, but it was like, okay, but what about the first time you heard Guns N' Roses? And Axel singing all, you know, yeah, you know, screaming, like all that, that shrill, like... Yeah. And a lot of people didn't like his voice when they first heard it, you know? Now, if you were, like, this punk kid in the 80s, right, and you're, like, 14, 15 years old, and you're just drawn to all the shit that's nasty sounding, like, yeah, you were probably like, fuck, that's badass, like, right out the gate. But, like, me, I was younger the first time I heard it, and I'm like, like, even the first time I heard ACDC, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, I fucking love Bon Scott's vocals the first time I ever heard it. No, I didn't. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you don't even know how to really process it because you've never heard anything like it, you know? And I feel like there had to have been. I, people aren't going to admit to it now. Yeah. They're going to be like, nope, I knew Guns N' Roses was great. I loved his vocals the first time I heard it. I know they're full of shit. Oh, so I'm full of shit. Because I guess I kind of liked no, it, but I, but, was, I was a kid then. But so the, I wasn't, like, somebody that grew up, like you're saying. I wasn't right, somebody that grew right. up with, like, these like, certain bands, by the time so, we so were, by the time I listened to Guns yeah. N' Roses, they'd already had, they were already on the Use Your Illusion like two right, and, and it was already like you heard it all the time on pop radio. Yeah, so it was like 
you probably from a baby until the time you started really listening to music, like you're conditioned yeah. to think yeah, that, yeah, that exactly. vocal is, you know, like, cause I'll admit like ACDC, I never thought anything of the vocals really until I went back and started listening to the Bon Scott stuff and getting into it more. And at first I was like, man, I don't know. I like Brian Johnson better because there was just something weird about Bon Scott's vocal delivery, even though like in all reality, like, could you imagine being like back in the seventies or sixties even before any of those bands like Nazareth or any of those bands that kind of had that kind of higher shrill kind of, I don't know how to fucking describe it, but like if you had never heard it and it had never really been done in music before, like the first time you hear it, you're probably gonna be like, yeah, what the fuck? You know? And I kind of was like the first time I heard Bon Scott because I only heard as a kid at first back in black. You shook me all night long, like just that stuff. And yeah. then I remember like Money Talks coming out, blah, blah, blah. Then you go back, you listen to the earlier catalog, and I'm like, oh. now it's like the exact opposite, right? Like I I think the Bon Scott era is flawless. Like the Brian Johnson stuff, I love it, but it's hit or miss for me, like song-wise and everything. And to me, like the whole era with Bon Scott is like flawless front to back. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, it grew on me. And I guess just my argument is like, who's to say 20 years from now you're not going to be like, oh, remember that absurd song? Like, that was pretty cool. Like, he's not going to sing the whole fucking record like that, right? But even if you go back and listen to the Spaghetti Incident, like all those punk covers and stuff, like a lot of that's Axel. Like, yeah, Duff sings on some of it, but Axel also sang on a lot of it and sang like that. Like, didn't do the high-pitched voice. Yeah, so see, after I listened to it, like, my initial reaction was like, what the hell? But then I listened to it again, and I guess his, like, the Axel voice that you know, or whatever, would not fit that song. It's like the kind of distorted vocals fit that song more. Right. You know? Well, and people were even, I saw comments where it was like, oh, sucks even worse, live. And it's like all the videos I saw the vocals were super high in the mix. So it's like, well, it's a terrible fucking mix. Yeah. You know, like maybe if you were there in concert, it wasn't, but like recording it on your phone, the vocals just stood out like way above everything else. And it's like, yeah, cause I saw a clip of it too. Yeah. Like you're not going to, that's not going to sell you on the song. So that's a stupid fucking comparison. Really? Yeah. I mean, but I don't know, whatever. Like, I'm yeah, not going to at the same time. One song doesn't make a whole record because obviously if they got right. one, they're going to do right. uh, more later. So, yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, is it my favorite song? Am I like putting it up on this fucking pedestal? Like, no, this is fucking great. No, I just thought it was a cool song. I was like, it's a new Guns N' Roses song. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's cool because it's so fucking different. I yeah. think if I got a welcome to the jungle part two, I'd be like, what are you fucking guys doing? You know, it'd be like when Motley Crue came out with New Tattoo and they were like trying to go back and sound like Too Fast for Love again and it was terrible. The songs were fucking lame and, you know, you got like two good songs and eight fucking turds and the production <laughs> sucked and it was just like, what are you guys doing? Like, it sounded like they were trying too hard. Yeah. They did the same thing with Saints of Los Angeles, but luckily the production was better and kind of saved their ass because some of those songs really aren't that cool either, but... I've really liked, this is like way off, but we're already talking about Motley Crue, but I really like those, uh, what was it, Sick Love Song and the If I Die yeah. Tomorrow from that. 
I did um, too. Greatest hits. Although I guess the one song "If I Die Tomorrow" was like like Yellow Card or some band Simple like Plan that. wrote it. Yeah, with Nikki, I think. something like yeah. that. Yeah, I actually kind of hated punk. that song the first time I really? heard it, and then it grew on me though. Hmm. I mean, it was like you know because I was such a diehard Motley fan that it was like when they put that out, I was like, what the fuck, like. It sounded too modern, like you're saying, or something. Well, like, yeah, and it was just like too much of like I could tell it was like some kind of almost an attempt at a, like a punk pop, like new school, like Good Charlotte kind of thing yeah. or something. You know what I mean? And that's what I thought when I heard it. But then it was like I bought the greatest hits thing because I bought everything they fucking put out that said Motley Crue at the time. And then that sick love song was really fucking cool. And I was like, why didn't they put this out as a single? Because I just thought it was a way better song. And then really that If I Die Tomorrow song grew on me. And I was like, you know what? It's a good song. A good song is a good song. If it's not what I wanted out of Motley Crue, like, at that point, you're not going to get what you want out of Motley Crue. You're not going to get another Too Fast for Love because they tried that and they did fucking New Tattoo and it was a fucking turd. It was, you know, whereas people hate on Generation Swine all the time, and I get it. But that was the far left curve they should have taken at that time. And they should have stayed on a creative path trying to do more shit like that. Yeah. You know, I don't think they should have said, oh, fuck this. Let's go back and just try to sound like we did when we were 20. Like, no one can fucking write the same shit when you're 50 years old or however old they were at the time. And, you know, I don't know. So... Yeah, it's like, what do you write about when you're like a millionaire now instead of being a young, pissed off, hungry uh, yeah. guy? So, you got a different mentality or whatever. But if they kept Karabi, there would probably still be cool Molly Crew records. People yeah. will probably hate me for saying that. There's going to be some haters out there, but like, you know, but who's to say? But then at the same time, like, really, Karabi hasn't put much out since Crew that was that badass. Yeah. I mean, Union. Those were hit and miss song wise. Neither of those records were great front to back, and the Dead Daisy stuff. I don't know how much of that he wrote, but and I'm a huge Karabi fan. Yeah. one of my favorite. I haven't really listened a whole lot either, just because there's so much out there that it's like Dead <clears throat> Daisies is like way well, down on my list. You know what's sad, mm-hmm. and I feel bad saying this because like when Karabi was in that band, I listened to him. I was like, oh okay. Yeah, this is pretty cool. There's some cool stuff on there. The records weren't necessarily like mind blowing front to back, but there was some cool stuff, and I thought his voice really fit. But then, dude, they put out their newest album with Glenn Hughes, and it fucking smokes everything they've ever done. Hmm. Like, it is hands down the best Dead Daisies album I've ever listened to, and is the only one I really like front to back. Hmm. So, yeah, it was a surprise, man. But I mean, that guy's a fucking legend, too. So, I mean, yeah. he's, you know. He's not Glenn fucking Hughes just for any reason. Totally random or whatever, but I liked Black Country Communion stuff. I haven't went back and listened to it since it came out, but I liked it when it was coming out. Yeah, now that you say that, I've only kind of listened to that pretty casually. Like, I didn't dive too deep into it, but, yeah, now that you bring that up, that's something I probably need to go back and dive into. Yeah, because there was, like, four of those, I think. We need to talk about the beer we're drinking. Oh, before well, that would be a good way to segue into our topic, right? That's true. So, there is a topic. I swear so, to God, So um, this beer is what? Chocolate Malt Stout from Short Fuse Brewing Company. And it's actually an Illinois brewing company. Uh, but I bought it because it had a badass red car on it, which leads us into our uh, topic. Well, Andrew, tell us, what does a badass red hot rod have to do with today's 
subject matter. Well, um, if you're familiar with ZZ Top, Eliminator had a badass red car on the front, so that's why I chose the beer. You don't say. Hot diggity dog. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Did I really just do this when I said that, too? Maybe we should start video. You did. We should start doing video. Um, I wouldn't wear these shorts if we were doing video, though. These are like my casual. I'm maybe showing Andy too much leg. I don't know. (laughs) No, it's not as bad as if you were wearing the old man, like, black socks up. That's true. um, I wanted to be comfortable. Also, I did this on purpose. I wanted to show a lot of leg because I got legs, (laughs) and I know how to use them. (laughs) 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 See? See? Trying to keep, uh, I'm trying to keep the topic Roll alive here, you know. Yeah. So we picked our top ten ZZ Top songs. If we were to try to rank these albums, that would be really. There's a lot over a lot of years. This, this is a band that's been around for 50, 50 years. I think to today. <laughs> I think this year. I almost said today, like I know the exact day. So it wasn't last year the fiftieth year. When they, because that was when the yeah, I the think so. And they're the only out. band that's been around with the same three guys that long, right? I'm trying to think of what other band. The only other band I can think of top of my head would be Priest, that's been around for 50 years, but not yeah. obviously not the all original members and never split up. And yeah, you know, unless you want to, you know, talk about that era where they replaced Frank Beard with a drum machine, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm, but he probably programmed <laughs> it or whatever, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe he tapped it out. Like all the old demos I used to do where I just tap drums out on the keyboard and think that it was cool. But anyhow, so yeah, top 10 ZZ Top songs. Obviously, this subject came up because of the passing of Dusty Hill. And, you know, it's like one of those natural reactions when a musician that you admire or are a fan of or however you want to say it, they pass away. You're like, oh, fuck, I need to go listen to everything now, you know? And it's funny because I kind of realized when going through and listening to this stuff, because I didn't do much to prepare for this. This was easy. Like, I didn't have to say, like, okay, I got to pick my top 10 ZZ Top songs. Now I got to go listen to every album. Yeah, some just just come to you. Most of them were pretty instant. If anything, I just had to figure out, like, okay, these are my favorites. How do I narrow it down to 10? Yeah. And their albums, they have such a... It's so weird because they started out, you know, as such like a bluesy, kind of loose, jammy blues band with great songs still. But then, <clears throat> obviously, when Eliminator hit in the 80s, what was it, 83? I think so. I got it right? Yeah. It was like MTV well. era. I mean, I was I a baby. I, it's not like I can sit there and tell you I fucking remember. But then it became more like pop rock songs and everything. And then they kind of got, there was kind of a period like in the mid-90s where they almost got a little more hard rockish with some of that stuff, you know? Uh, like Pincushion had a little bit dirtier of a guitar groove and stuff, which they always had, but I mean, I think they were trying to bring in some modern production and stuff and then kind of eventually going maybe back to their roots a little bit more in yeah. the later records. But I have to admit, <clears throat> there are some records I have never listened to front to back still, even after doing this, because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to sit there and pull anything from this from Triple X or I don't even know. Was that a hits thing? I can't even remember now. I think it might have been, but there's one I listened to. There was to one that, that was I'm a recent of. one. Yeah. 
and it sounded like they were doing like a Black Keys kind of thing. Where they're still going back to bluesy, but they're trying to make it modern, right? Or something. And it wasn't bad, but I'm like, like these just don't compare to right. those that I really like. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is to me like there was a couple. It's not that it wasn't good. It just moments. wasn't like. Yeah. No, I agree. I I can't. The, everything past the '90s with these guys is a blur to me because they probably never needed to put anything else out after that you know i mean they had some really great moments later on like that she's just killing me song i thought was fucking killer and i bought that album when it came but that was on the from dusk till dawn soundtrack or it was in the movie i don't i don't know about the soundtrack but i know it was on their album too at the time and it was like 94 and then you know it was like double back was in uh Uh, back to the future Future three Yeah. yeah <clears throat> so there was cool shit later in their career but if I'm being honest like I mean you'll see that you know where my list kind of leans I'm it not, seems like you're right too much like, away. they're that another one I would compare would be like Heart they had like shit in the 70s where it was cool then they kind of did have a comeback in the 80s but then they don't really need to do anything after that even though they kind of still do it's like they still got two little arrows. Like it's almost two are, separate bands almost in a way. Yeah. It's like Chicago. There's like Chicago and then there's Peter Cetera Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's like these two things and you could almost yeah. break them into two things and go like, well, I really like this. I don't really like this as much. I at least think ZZ Top, they're two main eras, like 70s and 80s, let's just say, because that's like yeah. their two decades where they kind of dominated like pretty fucking solid that's a pretty solid like if they only had their 80s catalog it'd still be like yeah yeah, there's still some fucking great songs you know so um i don't know you know leading up to this how much more um unless you want to do some kind of backstory of how we yeah i was gonna ask what was your introduction or uh, did you like i mean honestly um, ever see him live or anything i have not seen him live and i'm pissed about it now that dusty passed because you know there's been a couple times one time I wanted to see them. They were playing a festival up in Milwaukee. It was the 105th anniversary Harley Davidson thing. Oh, the one <clears> that you <throat> saw with like Springsteen and like Foo Fighters and stuff? Yeah. And so, like, there was bands playing all day, right? And all night. And then there was like a headliner for each night, Friday and Saturday, that you had to pay extra for. Friday night, that was the Foo Fighters. Saturday, it was Springsteen. Obviously, main attraction that got me there was Springsteen. Because fucking diehard Springsteen fan and at the time Magic had come out and that was like the fucking I think it was like 07 or 08 08 yeah and it was the greatest like <clears throat> I don't know that album I still love it like it was like the best thing he had come out with in so many fucking years like I loved The Rising just because it was like alright new Springsteen album but like Magic literally was the fucking title like it was magic like it almost took you back in time to when like springsteen fucking ruled the fucking world you know yeah i'm not gonna lie like i'm not a springsteen guy but i went out and i bought that album because it was on the radio here in peoria at the time and they had radio nowhere and then girls in their summer clothes and stuff and it was like you're saying it was like girls in their summer clothes still like it it was like feels like yeah you just hear it and you're like jesus christ man like it just puts your head in a fucking totally different time like 
a different decade. Like it just takes you back yeah. to a time. It takes me back to a time I didn't even fucking exist. In. <laughs> like I feel like Back to the Future. Like I go back to like the fifties or something, and I'm hanging out at like a beach. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, it's fucking hilarious to say. I know, but it's magic. It's magic, man. It really is. That <laughs> record was so. Anyhow, point yeah. of my fucking story because I'm yeah. going off the rails again. But you know, we went there. And we had we paid for the tickets for the Foo Fighters the first night, which they were killer. I don't regret that at all because they were so fucking amazing live. And I had never seen them live before. Problem was, found out when we got there, ZZ Top was playing at the same fucking time as them. And I'm like, fuck, seriously? Like, probably the only band that first night that I wanted to really see besides the Foo Fighters. Second night was a different story. Like, we saw Joan Jett at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and there was, you know, a bunch of cool shit. But um, I actually saw Cameo live. That just popped in my head. That was fucking weird. It kind of sounds like Summerfest, because that's, like, a week or two week of bands and stuff at this festival. And you can see, like, just by getting your ticket in, you can see, like, main stage things. Right. But then you got to pay way more for the amphitheater stuff. But you can still see, like, huge... Huge enough bands on those little smaller stages. Like, I saw Ryan Adams there. Yeah, um, I mean, but, dude, but the crazy thing yeah. was, this doesn't seem like it was that long ago, right? Like, this was the fall of 08. And, unless I'm wrong, it was the fall of 08. No, it was 08. I'm pretty sure it was the same year the record came out. It was the recent record at the time. Um, because I remember he rode out on a Harley and opened with uh, that Gypsy Biker song. Like, the fifth song on the record or whatever Springsteen did that is but (laughs) just to specify but anyhow they uh you know it was so cheap like you can't even see Springsteen now like one ticket would probably cost you what the two of us went for the whole fucking weekend like I seriously think it was like 200 and some dollars and it was bands all fucking day for three days because it was Friday Saturday Sunday but we didn't go Sunday because we drove home and it was like Sunday was all bullshit. Like, I think they just had local bands and stuff. Not that that's bullshit, but, like, we didn't care. But Friday, (laughs) it started kind of, like, late afternoon. Saturday, it started at, like, noon. I mean, we were down there at, like, noon watching fucking bands that we didn't even know. But they were, you know, it was cool. But, dude, like, 200 and some dollars for two people to go watch bands all day for a couple days and have the two headliners be the Foo Fighters and Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. And this, you know, I mean, it, it just doesn't seem like it was that long ago. That just puts in perspective, like, how much ticket prices have shot up in just a little over a mm. decade. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Because uh, I remember when he did the River... Uh, Thanks, Live Nation. Yeah. No shit. Well, dude, when he did the River thing, the anniversary tour, and he was playing the river front to back. I really wanted to go, but it was like fucking $200 a ticket. I was like, dude, by the time I pay fees and shit, it's going to be like 500 bucks for the two of us to go. I'm not paying that, you know, and those weren't even good seats. They were like upper bowl. And I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like we, like I just said, it was barely more than the price of one of those tickets to see the Foo Fighters, him and all these other bands and shit. But it bummed me out because ZZ top was one I wanted to see. And they played the Civic Center several times, but I remember like one time they played with Leonard Skinner, and I just didn't really care to go to see Leonard Skinner. Now I segue into <laughs> you saying that you went. 
But I will say before you tell your story that the last time they played the theater, I really wanted to go. Oh, yeah, because they played like two were, years ago. Yeah, it was right before COVID yeah. and everything. I mean, and tickets were pretty pricey. And I was like, man, they'll play something else. I, I just, I don't know what it was. There was just some reason. I don't even think it was just the price. I think there was maybe something else going on, too. And I had hoped that maybe I think it was score a Sunday. free ticket. Or something. I yeah. think it might have been a Sunday, but I remember that now that you're saying that. Because no, I just wish I would have gone. <laughs> usually Peoria doesn't have a lot of shows. Like they might have like one every other month or something like that. But it, yeah, but you're saying ZZ Top, they were there on a Sunday. And like the same week, there was like that Dream Theater show. I think Hart was there. And, the, and Hart was in the arena, but I think they should have been a theater band. But anyways, there was that. And there was, like, four other things all in the same, like, three-week span. It's like, yeah. how was can Toto? Toto? Toto was another one I wanted to go yeah, to. Yeah, like, Toto was there because I think Jim and Griffin went to that. Yeah, I, I think like to to that, but... I think I skipped the um, um, Dream Theater one just because they were here, like, a year or two before yeah, that. I skipped that one, too, because that, that was the... I don't know. That was the cool record, though. But they did... What did they do? Before oh, that. they were doing the... They did the um, images and words thing. And I went to... I saw that. See, I went so to the that. the second time I think they the next around. time they were doing the scenes from a memory thing. That's right. Yeah, because it, it was 2019 yeah. and that was 1999. And That's I was why like, I, I didn't I don't go. really care for that album that much. Yeah. That's why I didn't if go. If any Dream Theater fans are listening, I do not like that album. So... I liked it when it came out, but it did not age well. Yeah. And I thought that they fucked up because it was like they should have just been playing the new record front. Yeah, to back. exactly. What the fuck's it called? I'm drawing a blank. Um, distance over distance time. over time. Thank you. That yeah. dude, that was a great record, and they should have just played that front yeah. to back. And it was instead they like opened with a couple songs and then played scenes from a memory. And I'm like, that's stupid. The new album smokes that fucking yeah. record. I mean, but whatever. The images and words thing was cool. I mean, I was glad I went yeah. to that, but. Well, yeah. So, um, ZZ Top. But yeah, you saw ZZ Top. Yeah, I actually. Wow, I actually, I feel cooler than you right now. Well, you are because I saw ZZ Top, but I saw him with Leonard Skinner. Yeah, well, that's okay. My appreciation for Leonard Skinner has grown a little bit. I mean, I've still not become much of a fan, but I get it. And well, I definitely wish I would have seen him live. There still will be a chance, but not with. Not with Dusty, and obviously he sang a lot of stuff. Yeah, so I, I saw they're carrying on that. with, like, his roadie. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, so supposedly that was his wishes and everything, and, I, you know, it's just weird. Like, yeah. You had the original three guys for 50 years. It seems like an odd move to keep it going without one of them. Like, why now? You can't need the money, yeah. so. But they probably don't want to quit. It's probably a mentality that I don't know how to uh, well, put my We'll quit in. when we're dead. They probably don't want to yeah. quit. And yeah. They probably, at that age, you'd think, they probably talked about it. Like, I mean, just fuck it. Supposedly it was his wishes, right? To say, hey, tell so-and-so to fucking throw down the low end and blah, 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 or whatever he said, right? Yeah. So hopefully that's true, and that would be really cool. So if not, then, well, sounded fucking good on paper, (laughs) you know? So makes a good story. All right, man. Do you want to start it off with your... I will. So... <clears throat> my number 10 if we don't start now we're never gonna start yeah because i don't know how long we've been going <coughs> this we're was just tough. talking about zz i know so this was tough 
And I don't want to say that I didn't rank them, but I kind of only ranked them, if that makes any sense. So did I. I kind of loosely ranked them because I was just like, eh, okay, this one really stands out, but maybe I'll just kind of put them. I just kind of put them in an order. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I obviously, I, I would say my f- top three on here for sure are my top three, my last three that I say. Everything after that, it's like, how do you really say one's better than the other? Yeah. I feel like I've got a fairly, all right, I've got a fairly diverse Well, just get list. on with it. I know. Get on with it, Brent. Shut me the fuck up. <laughs> so from Trace Hombres, which since we didn't rank the records, I will just say if I had to pick a favorite ZZ Top album. Yeah. I'm going to go with that one. Well, then it's a good thing we didn't, because that's my favorite and one, And Rio too. Grande Mudge, probably, you know, right behind it. But Jesus Just Left Chicago. Oh. You know, this is like... And obviously, it's almost hard to separate the first two songs, yeah. right? Waiting for the Bus and Jesus Just Left Chicago, because it's like, it's hard to not hear them. Um, I should have cheated and just said both of those are my number 10. Yeah, I would have let that slide because on the radio they do that. Like Boston, you mentioned Boston on a right previous episode. They do foreplay long time all as like one song on the yeah. radio. Yeah, I mean, so fuck it. I'm gonna change my mind here because I actually had a hard time. I was like, one of these has to go on there. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jesus just left Chicago. It was just a really fucking cool song. Just mm. you know, just got that groove, and so. I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to change my mind at the last minute here, and I won't fuck with anything else, but I'm going to say that my number 10 is both of those. I'll allow it. But if I had to pick one and say one's better than the other, I'd say Jesus just left Chicago. Just because that's a cool fucking title. Like, you know, (laughs) it's just cool. Like, it's like only a real fucking blues guy could fucking use that as a title right yeah you know like you're gonna have muddy waters that could put that in a fucking and he's referenced in that song so but like you could see him putting that in a fucking yeah song or making it the song title you know so i don't know it's just cool it's just fucking cool so it's like the first time i listen to that record i'm like Oh, track listing, song number two, Jesus Just Left Chicago. I'm going to like that song. Like, <laughs> I, I know I'm going to like that song, you know. It just, and the way that it comes off of the, just that seamless transition, yeah. you know, waiting for the bus going in, into Jesus Just Left Chicago, it's like, waiting for the bus is such a fun song because it's like, if you had like a blues cover band and had like some chick backup singers and shit, it'd be just a really cool song to have those backup singers like have mercy, you know, sing like a little <laughs> hop in and have some, add a little bit more yeah. soul. You know, they didn't need all that bullshit. And that song had a lot of soul, but you know, um, I think that the blues era, that early ZZ top shit is just so fucking good. Like, you know, hmm. I don't know, man. Like it wasn't hard to pick favorite songs, maybe to narrow it down to 10, but if I'm being honest, like everything in those early years up to Eliminator were pretty fucking solid front to back, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that rant. I feel like I hit a brick wall, so... No, not really. <laughs> You're just saying that they, like, 
had that blues vibe and they did it well. Yeah. You know? Well, and there just was like, it, it was all solid albums. Whereas in the 80s and beyond, I felt like it was like, yeah, something. Eliminator was a solid album. We'll probably get to that later. But like, it was like more trying to write a hit song for pop radio yeah. for MTV. So it was like these records were good, but you had the really strong songs mm. stuck in the middle of them. Whereas, um, I'm trying to think of the term. It's like diminishing returns, right? Because when they were doing the blues stuff, it was all this level, and they're all kind of hitting their stride with the blues. But then once they do Eliminator, it's it's basically diminishing returns. Because, okay, they got Eliminator, then Recycler, which is kind of an appropriate title because they're just recycling Eliminator. Right. And then they've got Afterburner. And they're just kind of recycling Eliminator because they got the car flying right. on that one. So right. it's kind of the same thing, uh, but less yeah. or something. Or, like, not as good. So I, I see what, what you're saying. saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That just is what it is, dude. I think they – yeah. We won't get into all that. They nailed it. Boom. Right there. Yeah. I guess we got to get on yeah. with the list so I shouldn't spend right. too much time going off on these separate. My number 10 – is from the 70s era, but it's actually kind of cool because it ties in to our previous episode, which was Pantera, because my number 10 is Heard It on the X, but the first time I heard it was on... Okay, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Everybody listening knows that. You yeah, you, um, it's ridiculous, you know that, know but like <laughs> 20 years ago, ECW, this one hardcore wrestling uh, company... They put out a music CD, because I think WWF was putting out music CDs and stuff. So sure. this company, ECW, they put out a music CD, but I don't think they had the budget. So they had, like, cool songs, but they had, like, uh, these bands uh, do covers of the cool songs. Like, I think, like, Motorhead uh, did, like, Enter Sandman or something, mm. maybe because they couldn't get the rights to the Metallica thing, so they had Motorhead do it. Forgot they did that cover, but I remember it now. Then there's one that's Trace Diablos. They covered, heard it on the X. And so when I was going to put that on the on my list, I was like, who's Trace Diablos? Well, it's three guys from Pantera, the three guys that aren't Phil Anselmo. Hmm. And I was like, holy shit, that's kind of cool. And I thought it was kind of funny because we just did a Pantera episode. Right. And now here's the three guys from Pantera. So it... It's weird. I didn't even know that. I had to go look this back up because I don't have the CD anymore. I think I got rid of it or I lost it or something. But it's actually um, um, Dimebag doing the vocals on that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard that version. <clears throat> Pretty interesting. Uh, but that was the first time that I had heard that song, and I didn't actually know it was a ZZ Top song. And then when I heard it as ZZ Top, I think I saw Fandango. Right. I'm like... Shit, that's still a cool song. And yeah. so, so I think I'm going off on this really long tangent. But anyways, Heard It on the X, that's a cool song. So that's my number 10. That's a good number 10. Yeah. Plus the live version, there's the whole intro with uh, Billy saying, Dusty Hill's going to sing this next one. Something like that. Huh. I don't remember the exact I don't one. know if I've heard the live one. So it's almost like you should splice in a little mm. audio sample of that. Before you yeah. introduce that being your number ten, that's you know, yeah. All right, maybe it's I'll another do one that. that. Hey, it's yeah. a good song, man. I heard it on the X. So moving on to number yeah. nine. This one, 
It's my number nine. It's one of my favorites for two reasons. A, the groove is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's just got, you know, I don't know, just this really badass groove that's like no other. And number two, it's about jizzing on a girl's neck. <laughs> okay, I know you. <laughs> Who the fuck writes a song about a pearl necklace? <laughs> you know? And that's like one of those where it's like if you told somebody like, hey, you heard this old band ZZ Top? They wrote a song about giving a girl a pearl necklace. And if you never heard it, you're going to be like, eh, it's, it's not about that. It's probably about an actual pearl necklace. No, motherfucker. Some jewelry. Listen to the fucking <laughs> lyrics. It is straight up about blowing your fucking wad right on a girl's neck. <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. Who the and who achieves like pop success with like the songs on the yeah, radio? I know. <laughs> and it's like, do you know what that's about? It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I can't even bring my mind to talk now. It's fucking brilliant though, isn't it? I mean, you know, you got these. Dumbasses like Steel Panther that think they're so funny yeah. just coming out like saying shit like all obnoxious. Yeah. Like they would just write a song and be like, I'm gonna jizz on your neck. Or however they would say it. But No, they would say it like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean they just would say yeah. it like that. The video would probably have Satchel up straddling some girl's <laughs> neck or some shit. And you know, ZZ Top fucking decades before all that bullshit. The brilliant thing is like, here I am like a kid with ZZ Top's greatest hits fairly young to where like i didn't know what a pearl necklace was i'm cranking that shit in my room did my parents know what the fuck that was about and just were sitting there laughing at me like you know <laughs> that boy know that that's about what that's about like uh eh, i don't know i mean i like to think that my parents were complete fucking squares and have no clue what any of that shit means anyhow yeah. but i don't know like it'd be weird for me if all of a sudden harry was cranking that from his room next week i'd be like oh shit that's fucking weird, but oh man, yeah. So there you go. That's so funny because Number the last nine. couple of weeks I made a playlist of like ZZ Top songs, and I went out of town too, and um, I had my girlfriend listen to these, and we were laughing because we're like, God, these are some dirty old men, but they were like well, pretty clever to get away with it on the radio. Yeah, they weren't that old back then. <laughs> yeah, they did. No, suffer. no, really. Actually, I had this thought. I'm like. Did they ever look young? They they, they always looked old. I, I even looked up a picture of them like, in the seventies. Yeah, and like, they didn't have the long beards; they had short beards, like we do. But they still do. had but like they bald still spots back old. here and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like they came out; they were born, and they were just old men. Yeah, <laughs> they were prematurely old for sure, man. Like Benjamin Button or something, but like they just stayed old. They were the kids that like graduated high school with fucking receding hairlines, <laughs> you know. And you're just like, God, I feel sorry for that motherfucker. <laughs> You know, although look at me now, but I mean, hey, I'm 40. I wasn't 20 with fucking a hairline like this. I once had luscious locks. You did, so, man. I know. Thank you. Mm. Those were the days. Well, Andrew, yeah. hey, let's talk about your number nine. My number nine is uh, it's Give Me All Your Lovin' from Eliminator. And I don't know. It's hard not to have some of those kind of catchy Eliminator songs. That's a catchy song. I yeah, mean, man. I and like the video, I watched the video today, and it's cool because it's got that red car we were talking about, and it's got a keychain with the ZZ. Oh yeah. It's like I don't know. It's <clears throat> like a man. I think you can buy those keychains too. I need to buy one. Yeah. That'd be cool as fuck to have. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it would be. Well, that's my story. Yeah. That's my input. No. 
Hey, give I'm me really, I don't have much great, to say except it's a cool song. It's a catchy song. It's a catchy song, and all those videos, yeah. they were so uh, visually, especially when you're a young boy, but, you know, because they had all the hot chicks in them and stuff, and the really cool red hot rods are like, you can't really hear any of those songs and not think about those videos and think about, like, some hot chick with a fucking hot car, and then you're just like, yeah, you know. It goes back to the Spring Springsteen thing, your summer clothes thing. Like, it takes you back in time almost, you know what I mean? And so I get it. Yeah. I get it. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and be, like, dogging that album just because it's, like, cliche to like the Eliminator. And, oh, I only listened to stuff before Eliminator because that's when they sold out and they were just making money. Yeah. They were making money because they were fucking catchy-ass songs. So, and they probably knew they were at a point in their career where they had to, like, turn the whole thing upside down on its fucking head and just do something different, you know? Yeah, because shit. So. Um, even some kid, I can't remember what he said, but that, like, I mentioned him before, this kid, uh, Chase, at work. That and we're like, oh, that fucking kid, Chase. He came in one day a while ago at work. This might have been, like, a year ago. And he said something like, what, did all these guys in the 80s just discover a synthesizer and put it on their albums? And I was like... Well, like, he made some comment, like, derogatory comment about synthesizers. And I'm like, well, shit, that was a new thing at the time. Like, you know, Eddie Van Halen used it on, like, 1984. ZZ Top used it on Eliminator. It was, like, the new thing. So it's like they were just using technology. It's like you listen to fucking Tame Impala, and that's all it is is a fucking... uh, uh, synthesizer. Uh, synthesizer. Yeah, what it, synthesizer? It like I don't know. <laughs> synthesizer. You said it right. Yeah. I'm just saying it fucked up to be an idiot. But yeah. Yeah, man. It's like shit. All, all your shit you listen to is just synthesizer. These guys actually write fucking songs and yeah. use a synthesizer, something to kind Everybody's of embellish songs. their songs. Everybody's writing songs. Songs with, with synthesizers. synthesizers. I feel like I, I don't say have it with a, a list yeah. now. I don't have a synthesizer. Come on, Butch. Calm down. All right. <clears throat> My number eight. Shit, did I put ten on here? <laughs> That'd be funny if you didn't even no. have ten. <laughs> well, I thought I had more. For some reason, it looked like I had eleven on there, which is funny because I kind of did have eleven when I added Waiting for the Bus. And yeah. I didn't yeah, write fuck that one. You. I didn't write that one down, though. That was just me sliding that in, being a dick. I didn't have any honorable mentions, see? So... Whoa. That was kind of my honorable mention. Oh, so my man. number eight, <laughs> since I just realized apparently I'm going on some kind of like perverted theme here because now my next song is all about butts. Oh, okay. Just I, some tush. <laughs> just some ass. Lord, I was going to guess Tube Snake Boogie. You know what? That might be on my list. I don't want to give anything away. Oh, okay. But I'll say this. That, too, is a great song and is like... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so, but Tush, man, like that riff. Seriously, I don't mm. have to say anything else. You fucking wrote a song about nothing but a chick's ass, and you <laughs> wrote the coolest fucking riff. <laughs> Literally, you could just play that riff and yell the word butthole. And it would be, it's, that's it. That's all you need. <laughs> If I wrote that song, it would probably be called Butthole because I wouldn't have been like witty enough to be like, oh, let's call it a tush. Oh, you know. Maybe it was originally called Butthole, you know? Like Billy was like, hey, I got this new song called Butthole. And he played it, 
And Frank was sitting back there, and Dusty's like, oh, I like that, yeah. Maybe we could be, you know, more smart about it, though, and call it anus, because I feel like people aren't taking it seriously enough. We'll use more of a, like a scientific term or something, like a biological, and <laughs> then Frank's sitting back behind the drum set waving his hand, ah, let's just call it tush. Fuck, I like that. <laughs> Man, that's, that's how it went how down. Weird. It didn't yeah. go down that way. but It probably did. That is, it is a great song. Yeah, it's a huge hit. Yeah, I'm not going off trying to be too fucking pretentious here and acting like I don't like the hits. It's one of the biggest ZZ Top songs, and there's a fucking reason for it because, like, every guy is like, fuck yeah, I like girls' asses. And then, like, girls like to think they got good asses, even if they don't have good asses, right? Like, they could just have this, like, giant fucking ass that is also really flat. And they would still get out there every time a band plays this song and shake their big, <laughs> giant, flat ass like they got a good ass, but they don't have a good ass. But it makes people feel like they got a good ass. And I feel like maybe it just would make guys in the audience watching these giant, flat-assed girls <laughs> shaking <laughs> that fucking <laughs> complete abomination of an ass. I feel like the guys, because of the song playing, would be like, yeah, all right. I like that ass. I don't know. I wouldn't mind that, you know. So it just, <laughs> I feel like there's magic There's magic here, you know. It just turns this really uh, trailer park-esque kind of bar atmosphere into kind of more of like a sexual, you know, um, you got me thinking I, about the twisted spoke, how Denny said, like, the cigarette and the beer in one hand, and they're, like, dancing. I don't remember that conversation, but I hope no one that frequents the twisted spoke is listening to this, unless you're somebody that frequents the twisted spoke and is well aware of plenty of the clientele yeah. that frequents that. But I love the twisted spoke. Yeah, I, I do, too, in, like, a, yeah. I mean, I like hanging out there. I don't. <laughs> I had something pop in my head that was terrible. I'm not going to say it, but it was pretty funny. Uh, so I'll just, uh, you know. It was a really strange comparison about how Jesus yeah. hung out with whores and and thieves and, you know, yeah. not that I was going to compare either and you nor Jesus me to Jesus, but I was just going to say, like, if Jesus has taught us anything, it's that you should not act like you're better than others and you should hang out with yeah. criminals. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah apparently i need another beer all right um or you've had too many we're cutting you off i'm on my second one what um number eight my number eight is one that since i'm cooler than brent and i saw zz top live they played this song live and i'd never heard it before but it's called party on the patio oh yeah so, Pretty yeah, awesome. it kind of went along with the video. They had the video screen, and they had, like, people like, you know, go-go dancers or people partying at a barbecue. Yeah. And it just kind of fit the song, and I'm like, I kind of like that song. I kind of almost forgot about that. Like, yeah. I didn't really even have that one. Except it doesn't, <clears throat> on the record, it doesn't have as much bite as it did live. I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to remember what album that was. I don't even remember. You didn't make a note of it. Way to go. Nope. I dropped the ball there. Because some of them I do have notes. Yeah, <clears throat> well, it's tough. A lot of albums. 
And none of my song, um, my reasons why are as uh, good as your tush reason. So I think I'm just going to end it there. Yeah. Oh, well, dude, I'm all out of power. material, man, because oh, they didn't okay. write a song called Vagina, so I got nothing left oh, in my fucking... <laughs> I got nothing left in my joke book or anything here, so now it's just going to be completely fucking boring. Um, I'll think of something. But... Am I moving on to mine? Were you done with yours? Yep, I'm done. Number You're eight, done. Party, party on the party Patio. The Boom, I can't say anything more. We should have got some shit to grill. I should have. We should have had a party on, on the patio after this. All right. We definitely couldn't record out on the patio. Yes, yeah, all my note my was neighbors would fucking heard live, and... thought it was cool. Boom. That's heard it. live, thought it was cool. That works. That's mm. all the reason you need. So my number seven is straight off the Eliminator. So this is kind of my basic bastard moment of the day. Got me under pressure. Got me under pressure. Are you serious? That's my number seven. Got me under pressure. Well, good. Uh, she shaved some time off. This and my note is crazy thing. hurt me real, real bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only note. <laughs> I always thought this was like, this was kind of my favorite. Like if I, in my band was going to cover like a ZZ top song, this like if, well, really I probably wouldn't even pick this one, but if I was going to pick something off of Eliminator, like most people do, and do something that's just really well known and yeah. more of the '80s pop, ZZ Top. That rhymed. '80s pop, ZZ Top, ZZ Top, <laughs> '80s pop. Um, this would be the oh, one. God. I always thought it was weird that this wasn't the more. I mean, it was a hit, but like, you always hear legs, you always hear sharp dress man, you yeah. always hear give me all your loving. Got me under pressure was a hit, but then it was kind of the one that fell to the wayside. Like. Years later, people, oh, really? you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't feel like, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like, like it's I think not you're played. right, because the other ones, like, uh, they had the big video, Sharp Dressed Man, I think there's something. Like, yeah, all the other ones had the big videos, too. Right. So I always thought this was one that was like. She's going to hurt me cool. real, real bad with a nightstick <laughs> in a ditch or something like that. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what is. They have some interesting <laughs> lyrics. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, great song. I got nothing else to say about it. There's nothing really, you know. I mean, this isn't like some fucking masterpiece other than just like rock and roll pop writing. You know what I mean? So, cool. Well, we kind of knocked two out uh, with one stone here. So, I guess we'll move on. What's your number six? My number six is, again, off Trace Hombres. And... Was covered by Motorhead and is Beer Drinkers and Hellraiser. Oh, God damn it. It's mine, you, too. Is it really? Seriously. <laughs> God damn it. Well, it's all right. We agreed on something. There's no way that the rest of this is going to be this all the same. I mean, no, there's not. Because, I know I got a couple. Because I have one that you already mentioned uh, uh, higher. I know I got a couple that I'm highly doubting. Yeah, but seriously, yours, like but my note was, it was hard to put it that low. And I like how they trade the vocals because it's got both guys singing on that right. one. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's just a fun song, yeah. you know, and it's just like a, I don't know, like Motorhead covered it too at one point. So I'm like, Obviously, it's like double love, yeah. right? Like, I love the Motorhead version, and I love the ZZ Top version. I mean, if I had to choose, I'm probably, as much as I'm a 
fucking huge Motorhead fan, like I'm gonna probably <laughs> say that I love ZZ Top's version a little bit more in a way, you know. But it might just depend on what fucking week you ask me that though, too. But it's just a, uh, it's a good grooving song. It's fucking cool, and I, I don't know, man. It'd be one that I could see covering, like you know. Yeah, because I think something, like, with covers is, like, I think on my Black Sabbath list, I had, um, I think I might have had, um, what is it, Sabracadabra, because sometimes I'll hear, like, a cover from a band, and that's, like, an entry point to get into another band, because I'm like, well, if this band covered it, then it must be cool, so I need to listen to it, you know? Yeah. So, Well, and this song, to me, just sounds like, like, when I say cover it, I'm thinking, like, this would be, like, if you had a local cover band, but you didn't want to cover all the same shit that every other cover band. Like, you're like, all right, I want to do a ZZ Top song, but, like, fuck doing all the Eliminator shit that every other cover band does around here. Let's do Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers, because that's a cool fucking song. And I want to see, like, I want to see titties being pulled nice. out when we play this song. I want to see bottles getting thrown at motherfuckers. You know, like I want to say now that you mention it, wanna, Kenny Kenny even sang that one time. One of the first times I saw him, I think the Great Affairs did this. You know what they did? I think now that you say that, was it when uh, it was back when Henry was in the band? I think Henry and Kenny traded off the vocals on it. Yeah, because Unless I they started think, doing I it. I think change they've it later, always but. done some kind of badass cover like that because they did this one. Then they changed it up and they did like ACDC. Mm. I was going to say for those about to rock, but it's not for those about to rock. It's like the one that's like... Oh, ACDC, they did uh, Let There Be Rock. Let There Be Rock. And then yeah. they kind of did the cult one for a while. That's like Love Removal Machine. Oh, yeah. Then they do another ACDC one now. They're doing like High Voltage. Oh, something. really? So, yeah, it's like they always do some kind of badass classic rock song with Kenny singing it. Yeah. At one point, I think they did uh, Dirty White Boy. Yeah, yeah. And then Kenny doing it, he's got the rougher kind of vocal. So yeah, the rasp like, is, you it's know. It's like, man, he kind of got that power behind it. Yeah. it's one thing I wasn't blessed with was a singing voice of natu- that natural rasp, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Shit, well, enough of the great affairs. We're talking about ZZ Top, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, but fuck you guys. Anyway, I'm great going affairs. off on a tangent. So we had the Where same number we had? six. I don't even remember. Now I'm we're I'm, we had yeah. the same number six. What did you have for number five? Because I think we've probably got the same thing for this. You one. got number same number five. What album was it on? It's on Eliminator. Nope. Oh, good. You ch- let's change the order up since we just did like two back to back. You All say right. yours first. My number five is I got the six. Really? Okay, so maybe I should have put that at number six. Well, that's but I didn't. You probably should have. That would. I got the six. Give me your nut. I thought it was about playing cards, but it's actually about, I think it might be about jerking off. Is it? Yeah, because it's something about a girl in a magazine or something. I think one of the verses. So I thought he just wanted to 69 a girl. That's what I thought, too. He's but jerking off, thinking about yeah, 69 a maybe, girl. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but at first I See, thought this is I was easy. like dumb and I thought I was playing cards. <laughs> well, everybody did at some point because you probably heard these songs when you were a kid. But yeah, yeah that's I yeah that's a song I kind of forgot about. I mean, I listen to Eliminator every once in a while, you know, and that is kind of one yeah. of those where it's like it's not a hit, but you know, there's a few pleasant Dude, it's surprises. It's so cool, man. It still rips. Right. I got the six. 
I don't know. And I'm with like, you. It is a cool song. I wish I could play that song. Wasn't in the running for me, but maybe you know, maybe I need to learn it now. But yeah, like we said a thousand times, there's no hating on Eliminator. Yeah. It's a great fucking album. All right, man. What's your number five then? My number not... five. This is where I went really weird and really outside the fucking box. It's it picks almost... something from their new album. No, but newer. Well, it's uh, this is the newest song on my list. Now that I'm looking at this, this is the newest song on my list. Rough Boy. Oh. So this is a band that has, and not to, I don't think this will be a spoiler because my next one is also kind of a ballad. But this is a band that doesn't really have ballads, right? Yeah. But like, the only two ballads I can think of off the top of my head I have, there's probably more, especially back in the old days, but my brain's just fucking drawing a blank. But Rough Boy... It's so weird to me because when I hear it, I'm like, every time I listen to it, I think, okay, you still play everything off Eliminator, but why was this only a hit for like five minutes? Hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like a victim of that overproduced era of ZZ Top. So like a lot of the the old school fans are going to want to dismiss it because you just got like this one guitar, this lead lick that's like looped over and over again and like a drum machine thing and (laughs) shit like... The people that didn't want to embrace ZZ Top using all these bells and whistles probably are going to be really mad that I put this on my list, even though, like, who really fucking cares about what I think? But it's a great song. I care about I what fucking you think. love that song. That's why we do a podcast. That today. is the song from the later era of ZZ Top, the later 80s stuff, where it's like, there's stuff that, you know and I'm not going to look at you when I say this because I don't want your facial expressions to give anything away, but, like, I don't have anything from the later era on here other than this. I don't have, like, Double Back, which was a great song, you know, or Pincushion. Um, speaking of that, speaking of later era stuff, I almost had one on my list. This might be an, on, this might be an honorable mention. It was Fuzzbox Voodoo. It, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like a 90s song, but it has a cool groove to it. And I was like trying to find a spot for it, but I couldn't just because all the hits. You know. It's too hard. So. You hit make hit making motherfuckers. Yeah, really? Shit. Yep. So we did number five. So I think you were, it's your turn for number four because we changed order. Oh, yeah. So well, my number four is one that you already had. Uh-oh. Have mercy. It's waiting for the <clears throat> bus all day. Because this just yeah. got this badass riff. But I guess maybe, maybe maybe I'm a poser because I can't get into Jesus Just Left Chicago as much. It's too hmm. bluesy for me. Too bluesy. I like the rock side. I don't know. <laughs> that one's like straight blues. But I like the more, uh, more rock and blues. Just yeah. waiting for the bus sold. Huh. Well, I mean, so, yeah. I, I'm with I you on know. that, but not the other part of it. Jesus just left Chicago. You just can't get behind it, huh? That slow, like, G to C thing. That dun, dun. I don't know. The girl I'm dating, she said that she tried to listen to some ZZ Top, and the one that stood out to her was Jesus just left Chicago. So she's like what I said. We're like a Venn diagram. 
We kind of overlap on ZZ Top, but she's one spectrum, and I'm the other spectrum. That's good. I like her better than you already. No, I'm kidding. All right. Well, like, I figured you would. (laughs) I haven't met her yet, but she might be the new co-host of A-Sides. Probably. We'll sign her on, and then we'll fire you eventually. All right. Just kidding. Come on, man. This is a boys' club. We ain't letting women in here. Yeah. You know, my wife's trying to tell me, oh, it'd be fun. I should be on the podcast. We should just have, like... Yeah, because her dad even showed up for, like, a surprise appearance yeah. one time. It's like, please stop. None of you should be on a podcast. We're professionals here. We take yeah. this seriously. You're going to fuck it up. Truth is, I just want to say all the terrible shit that I can't even... Actually, I say a lot of terrible shit in front of her. Hmm. To her, even. So... Maybe I'm a professional. I'm on the radio, and I get paid for it, so it's kind of professional. Well, you you play guitar, and you get paid for it, so you're a professional. Well, I get paid for it, but (laughs) it's not exactly paying the Silco bill. It's not exactly the reason these fucking lights are on, but... Well, it's the same way. But... Uh, My radio thing is my side hustle, and your guitar is your side hustle. Yeah. Same thing, man. Yeah, thanks for making me feel uh, legit. Yeah, man, we're yeah, friends. Yeah, fist bump, Boom. fucking right. All right. So, so you did your number, number four, four, so now I got to do my number four. My number four is off the same album. It's kind of the ballad of the album. Hot, blue, and righteous. <laughs> Don't you love that song, though? It has such a, yeah. Like, yeah. you listen to it, and you're just like, yeah. It's just like a sexy vibe. I'd probably love it more if you sang it. Yeah, you would? (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, man. No, I mean, that's such a different song. Like, there's no other song like it. Yeah. In ZZ Top's catalog. Yeah, it's such a. That album, man, it's hard to go wrong with anything. You can't go wrong with anything from that album. It is. And that, uh, that song in particular is like that bastard child of the album that, you know, it fits, but. Like I said before, like they're not much of a ballad band, so I mean, you get something like that where it's so smooth and mellow, and I don't know, they just—I'm—I I'm, imagine they had to have just been like smoking some weed that day or something, like got in this really mellow <laughs> mood and was like, <laughs> you know, like they were jamming all day. They're like, yeah. oh, we need one more song. What do you want to do? I don't know, man. I'm really fucking high. Well. Do it. Just well, try that's it. Pretty somewhere. righteous. Just try it. Yeah. So, no, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just love that song. That album is so fucking good that you can't go wrong with any of it, like it you is. said. And so, it's to me, that's a standout song because you don't really hear too many people talk about it. But then you like wonder why. Like, I don't know. This is a fucking mm. super cool song. Like, it's just cool. It's like another one of those, like, it's just fucking cool. And you look at the title, and you're like, that's fucking weird. That's a weird title. But then you hear the song, you're like, no, fuck, it's a cool title. Like now you hear, <laughs> Then you see the title <laughs> after you hear the song, and you're like, no, it's a cool title. You're almost confusing me now. You're like, I know, it doesn't make any sense. But like Jesus just left Chicago, you look at that title, and you're like, that's going to be a cool fucking song, even though you didn't think so. But to me, it was like, that's going to be a cool song. Hot, Blue, and Righteous, I looked at it, I was like, that's kind of fucking stupid. But then you hear it, and you go... No, it's fucking cool. And then when you see the title after you've heard it, you go, that's fucking cool. You know? I'll give you that, I guess. You're going to have to because it's my house. I could just boot you out. <laughs> yeah, probably. Just kidding. 
<laughs> Agree with me or leave. That wouldn't make much. That wouldn't make much of a fun episode. It would be a pretty boring podcast if we agreed on everything. So, I don't know. My number, Trace. Number Trace. three. Your number it Trace is, it's going back to Eliminator because I feel like my list is either Eliminator or Trace Ombres. So, from Eliminator, I've got Sharp Dress Man. But here's the reason why I picked it it shot up my list the other day. Just because of the thing in this song, if you caught this, where it goes, black toy. That little like <laughs> vocal thing where it kind of repeats it. I know you're talking like, about black toy. Black toy. And it's only they only repeat that part, and it was hilarious. I don't know. It just stood out to me, and it made me laugh. So I'm like, I got to put that higher on my list. You just wanted to quote black tie. Yeah, because it kind of sounds like, and even there's a part at the beginning where he's like, yeah. Yeah, or something. There's like a like a deep, yeah. So I'm like, is this their version of that song that you know that '80s song where it's like, oh yeah, chicka chicka, boom, 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 doo, doo, doo. Is yeah, it the their Ferris version Bueller of that song? song? I don't know. What's yeah, called, like but... Ferris Bueller, and it was in the Michael J. Fox movie Secret of My Success. Oh uh, yeah, I think it might have been in like a, I think it might have been in a candy bar commercial where a chalk it shows chocolate pouring down like a Kit Kat Probably thing or something. Was. It's like. Oh, yeah. So I think it's their version of that song. Hmm. Never thought about that before. <laughs> but that's what it sounds like. Black Tar. I figured it was their follow-up to Pearl Necklace. <laughs> but it had black ties, actually, when you shit on a girl's neck. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. I have no idea. Maybe it but is. I don't know. If if there's any money to be made off of that. Probably they're like dirty old men. I'm they got tube snake boogies and pearl necklaces and like black tie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I might have <laughs> fucked that up for people out there. Every time they hear a sharp dressed man, now they're going to think about shitting on a girl's neck. It's not what it's about. I'm just, I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> for lack of better words here. <laughs> You're dealing with a complete jackass. So. All right. Well, moving on. What's your number three then? My number three. I'm actually is gonna not s- from Eliminator. It's not from Eliminator. Okay. It's not from Trace Ombres. Wow. Shit. What is it from? Degillo? <laughs> actually, it's not. I oh. no. No. It's from Rio Grande Mud. Oh, well, that was my next guess. I don't know why I'm being so slow and drawn out and dramatic, but. It's uh, just got paid. Oh, fuck. Is that your number three, too? No, because oh. I just said my number three, but it's my number two. Oh, I, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Forgot we got out of order. It's a great song. It's a great riff. Fuck yeah, Who dude. Who the fuck doesn't yes. love that riff, man? Well, obviously, because I had him at a number two. I had it higher than you. Well, there's a reason why, but, you know. Just got paid today. That's a bad fuck song. No, no, no. Get no, no. me pocket full of change. You go back to it. I don't it. know what that voice was I just did, but it's... Yeah. We'll do the riff. That song could be... He could just be reading, like, the ingredients to fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch and <laughs> playing that riff, and it'd I be know. fucking Fuck, awesome. dude. You know? It's hard to not make him a number one. It was my number two, though, but... Yeah, So I why mean, was it your number two? It's my number three. Why wasn't no. it my number two? 
Because remember, oh, we, we changed the order. Remember, oh, we got all shit. fucked up. We're fucking everybody up. All the listeners. They're fucking me up. Do I have to go twice in a row here to get back on track? Probably. I will, just because there's an easy follow-up here. So, just got paid. Fucking awesome riff. Probably, possibly, like, my favorite ZZ Top riff. It's tough, which you'll hear shortly why it was tough to say that it's my favorite because the other, another song coming up <laughs> might be my favorite too. I'm confused. I love, I look, fucking Billy Gibbons playing as the shit. I love his fucking riffs. He comes up with great fucking riffs. Yeah. He's got great leads and shit too, like really tasty blues licks and, you know, mm. but like he has such memorable fucking guitar licks, like the, just the main riff that it's like you could sit there and they're so similar too. You know, like, if you sit down and start learning to play them, like, it's really hard to, like, not start, like, an example, okay? Like, learn tush, and it's, like, in fucking G, okay? Well, then, like, you go up and you learn, like, sharp dress mans in C, okay? Mm. And the fucking, the core, the, the pattern, that like, note patterns are so similar that, like, if you learn tush and then you try to learn sharp dressed man immediately after, I know because I've done this and it's just fucking weird, but like you automatically want to start playing tush in the sharp dressed man position, right? Like because they're just so, it's so similar, but it's so fucking memorable that you just got to like sing the fucking lick in your head and then you're like, oh yeah, no, this is it. And then you're playing it. You're playing sharp dressed man, but. I don't know. That's hmm. some weird random I don't know. I'm trying to think. Rant that I'm going on, but you know. Um well if I showed you how to play, you'd understand like what I'm saying and it's I don't know. I don't know how to like convey it in a conversation and I'm not gonna go plug my guitar in. I don't know. I think you told me it. one time or I think I told you one time that I didn't think I did not think Crazy Train was that cool until you played it in your old basement back in Hopedale. And you were like, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that is kind of cool. Hmm. Well, there yeah. you go. Me so, yeah, cra- maybe maybe you just got to have somebody play it in me front of you. Me playing Crazy Train was cool. I want everyone to let that sink in for a yeah. minute. Yeah, it was cool. It because, was still cool to me. So well, I'm glad it was cool to you. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, that's one of those songs where it's like, how do you, like, plenty of people know how to play Crazy Train, right? But... It's fucking Randy Rhodes, and that guy was so yeah. precise that like it's hard to play that song and not think like, "Fuck, I suck." Yeah, because that dude like his playing was so precise and articulate and clean, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, well, know. it was cool to me. Hey, so it still stands out to thanks, me. Like buddy. six years later, thanks. I don't know. Well, so I said I was going to change the order back just because you already said that your number two was just got paid, so we've already kind of talked about that, right? But I didn't say why. You say why, and then I'll segue into my number two. All right, because I was kind of not totally familiar with ZZ Top outside of the hits, you know? Because, like, the radio... Excuse me, the radio hits. Then, for some reason... Somehow, I don't remember how, but I came across Mastodon. They covered this song. And I was like... 
well, this doesn't sound like a Mastodon song, but Mastodon's doing it. So I looked up who it was, and it was Easy Top. So it kind of helped me hmm. uh, get into them more. I don't remember them covering this. Was it like on a e- that EP thing they put out or something? Or Somehow the radio station had a copy of this as a single. Oh. So I don't I know slept, where it came it. from. I just remember the radio station had this, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is kind of cool. But it's not. it doesn't sound like Mastodon. But hmm. so it kind of helped me get to um, into ZZ Top more. Well, um, beyond go. the hit, so that's why I have it on my list. Any gateway cool drug you need, man. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> so that's my number two. So thank you, Mastodon. Well, fuck yeah! All right, so my number two. I'm gonna move this along. I kind of had a feeling this was going to be the one that I really, really loved that I was pretty confident wasn't going to be on your list. So back to Rio Grande Mud, the opening track, Francine. Mm. That is a fucking awesome song. It's a really awesome song, and it's one that, like, I don't think enough people give it enough attention. Like, it's totally underrated. You know, it's maybe, like, considered a hit amongst big ZZ Top fans, but... You know, it's not like your typical, oh, fuck, listen to that riff. You know, it's almost like the guitar playing on it's pretty reminiscent of the very first album, right? Like ZZ Top's first album had kind of the cleaner, twangier kind of country guitar tones. You know what I mean? Like bluesy and not as much of the overdrive and stuff. And so I think maybe it just hasn't quite... I don't know. I don't know if it's one I, without looking like the set list up on set list FM, right? Like I, I don't know how much they play this live still, but I don't know. It's a great song. I, I feel like it should be played live more often, but I, I feel like now people want like they want that ZZ top and not the, you know, yeah. Whatever the fuck I just did, like the lighter, bluesier kind of thing. But man, I've that song is just a really great fucking song. Just play like, the fucking hits, man. Like if I had, <laughs> if I had a really fucking like bluesy band, you know, I would think that I'd be like, hey, let's fucking cover Francine. Like if I'm gonna do a ZZ Top song, that's the one I want to cover. If I'm doing kind of like a mellower pop. <laughs> say poppier but like it is just like a really catchy pop song but it's old school like kind of southern country blues you know and poppy and fuck the song's just underrated as fuck like it's one of my favorite zz top songs fucking period so i'm just gonna leave it at that argue with me motherfuckers argue with me i'm not gonna argue with you i didn't mean you i meant the listeners i was cursing at the listeners I was cursing at the same motherfuckers arguing, <laughs> besides you, besides you, the same motherfuckers arguing with me about the goddamn Guns N' Roses song, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, except you. I'm not going to argue with you. Well, that's it. You're allowed to absurd. be wrong. It's absurd. All right, so I have a fucking feeling, for some reason, that uh, our number, number one ones song is are the, same. the same. Because, and I'm before I say it, I'm going to say this. To me, it is like... The epitome of a ZZ Top song because great memorable riff, 
ridiculous <laughs> lyrics to some degree. Yeah, like ridiculous. there's just a ridic like they're a fun band, right? Like yeah. this is the band that wrote a pop rock song about jizzing on a girl's neck and had fucking <laughs> commercial success with it. It still played on top fucking forty like classic rock radio now, you know? Yeah. Like so like the song so <laughs> I can remember first hearing it I don't remember where I first heard it but I remember just like because I only knew Eliminator ZZ Top that the first time I heard this I go what <laughs> the fuck is this shit <laughs> but it's so fucking great like once once you once you live with it a few times you're just like all right, and then it kicks in, and the it's fucking like you that riff. You want to fucking smash your head against something, or fuck something, or you know what I mean? Like it's a party fucking riff, you know. And then the motherfucker's like, like he's singing like in this weird voice, but it's so cool. It's like who the fuck else could do it? No one could do it. It's so fucking cool, <laughs> you know? And if you sit down and learn the song on guitar, like, it's so cool, too, because, like, that intro riff is, like, slightly different than the main riff throughout the whole rest of the song. And just the weird little <laughs> thing, it's it's so fucking cool, man. Like, it's such yeah. a great fucking riff. We got the same song because... I knew we did. I knew going just, into it, there's no Just got way. paid... Might might be my favorite song overall because it's fucking cool. It's like just got paid today, got a pocket full of change. You know, yeah. It's like fuck, right. dude. I don't make that much money. I do got a pocket full of change. I can fucking relate to it. But if you or anybody off the street to me says the word ZZ Top, or I guess that's two words. If somebody <laughs> says ZZ Top, I'm like. How 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 how? You right. know, it's it's hard not to fucking do that, dude. Right. It's like, fuck, it's <laughs> it's impossible. Well, it's because they're such. <laughs> if you really think about their song, like their lyrical content, it's so fucking ridiculous. They Some don't have to so, have good lyrics because don't. the fucking licks and the riffs yeah. are fucking badass. This song is the perfect example of why they're so great because, like. You could be, like I said before about, I don't even remember what song it was, but I was like, the riff was so fucking good, he could have just been singing the ingredients to fucking Captain Crunch or whatever the fuck I said. <laughs> well, it's like, that. this is that song. It's like, I don't know what yeah. the fuck he's saying or talking about. <laughs> Dude, there was even, I thought about this today on my way driving over here. I don't think it was the last episode we recorded, but it might have been the one before that. I think it was me and your wife, Courtney, were in the kitchen upstairs, and we're like, how, 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 and it's like, I don't, somehow that came up, I don't remember how, but it, it just was like, I don't know, we just, I don't know, we're laughing, and did, like, a ZZ Top thing. It just, yeah, I mean, this song is... It just is, you can't... Well, and the thing about it is, like, here's the other thing, think about this, and I just thought of this, I never had this thought before, this just came to me just now. And I swear to God, fucking I dare you to argue with me and disagree with me. This song sounds like this band looks. 
<laughs> I wasn't even trying to be funny. <laughs> I'm not wrong, am I? <laughs> I'm not fucking wrong, though. Right? <laughs> I know I'm not wrong because you're laughing so fucking hard. Dude, I mean, it is. like I don't even know if we said the name of the song. We didn't. The last, like, five minutes. But if there's no way, that how does no one know what we're talking about? I'm not even going to say the motherfucking name of the song. Yeah. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> if, sounds like the because if you don't know the name of the song by this point, like, shut, stop listening. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> probably not even listening like, anymore. Why were oh, you listening to this speaking, podcast? Speaking of that, I thought it was hilarious. The last episode, the Pantera episode, you were like, hey, if anybody's listening at this point, say, I'm still here, or... Or whatever you said. And Jim Glass, swear to God, he was like, God bless his soul. He's like, I'm still here. And I'm like, fuck, I knew Jim Glass. My stupid ass probably saw it and had no idea what he was talking about. Because <laughs> really? I, I don't remember. I was like, I knew Jim. I knew Jim. That's his sense of humor. He would say that. Because I know that, like, I know you listen to it because, well, you go in and actually edit these things down to make some kind of episode out of them, but, you know, I don't go back and listen to this shit because mm. I don't want to hear how stupid I sound because I don't want to get self-conscious about it. Really? Because sometimes wanted, some, I, I did, I went shit. back one time at work and listened to the Make a Death episode. I don't know if it's narcissistic or not, but I was like, holy shit, that was hilarious because the Mega Death one, you're like, like, I think there was even something that made me fucking legit laugh out loud at work because you said architecture of aggression. And I was like, Oh, really? And you're like, yeah, because I was a kid and I want to be an architect or something. There's some line like that. I'm a dumbass, but I want to keep being a dumbass. I don't want to listen to that shit and go, oh, fuck, why did I say that? And then, like, be self-conscious about saying (laughs) all the stupid shit that I say. (laughs) I can't really imagine me overthinking it being a good thing and having, you know what I mean? Like, no one's, if I didn't say something... If, need, if he, neither oh, one of us didn't say anything here's, stupid, here's like, what it was. You said something like, I I was a kid and I wanted to be an architect, but they said I was too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a fucking moron. It was funny, though. I don't know. Just the way you said it. Just your delivery. Well, I was just a kid back then. You know, that was a whole like 18 months ago or <laughs> whenever it was. <laughs> I was younger then. You know, now I'm 40, so I've grown up. Now I just talk about jizz on girls' necks and, <laughs> and tushes, tushies, <laughs> tushes. sweet, squishy tushies. <laughs> so, all right, we could go on and yeah. ramble, but I guess the main thing is, you know, rest in peace, Mr. Dusty Hill, and thanks for all the fucking great songs ZZ Top gave us. All right, thanks for listening, and until next time, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh.